Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Good to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope everybody is well. It is National Compliment Day when you get home tonight. Maybe offer one up. Try to be better at it than we were. Just as a courtesy. <laughs> the bar is low. The bar Very is low. extremely low. Like Jason Kelsey and his first impressions. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, story here from KSNW on Tuesday, the liberal... Uh, Liberal is the name of the city, Liberal, Kansas. Uh, The Liberal City Commission repealed the ordinance requiring color changes in the Kansas Avenue Overlay District. To get approval from the Zoning and Planning Commission, the vote to repeal the ordinance passed 5-0. to Quoting here from Vice Mayor Jeff Parsons, if someone wanted to do something as minor as paint, paint a building, right? Okay. They could add a month to their project just waiting for the proper approval. And that's the kind of thing we've been trying to get away from around oh, come here. Come on. The repeal comes after a local business, Chicas Frisis, was forced to stop painting the exterior of their building pink. They were later oh. allowed uh, they were later allowed to finish the exterior renovations until the city's planning and zoning commission came to a decision. Uh, on January 11th, they came to a decision to approve the color pink. Okay, are, are you? Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I I think people should be able to paint their homes and their businesses within reason what they want to paint them. But there are cities where a pink business or building would stand out in certain parts of the city. It um, is a bright pink color. Yeah, anywhere in Phoenix or Scottsdale, have you ever noticed every single building is the color of earth? You cannot paint any building in those towns. They want it to blend right into the base of the mountains. Right, and we've heard the term Johnson County beige, and it's sort of a pejorative, and I get it. Um, Having said that, and I'm trying to remember where I was the other day, but I I was driving around somewhere in town, and clearly I was in a neighborhood that did not have an HOA. And and I all my life have lived in neighborhoods that didn't have an HOA, and I loved it. Yeah. But everybody was reasonable. But then you always got that one guy. Right. <laughs> right. There's always that one guy in the neighborhood who has to make a statement with his two hundred thousand dollar investment. And I drove by this house the other night, and it was the most garish, fluorescent orange yellow. Yeah. That I I mean th- this thing beamed at night. You could see it from space. It was that fluorescent. So then who decides? I mean there's always the one guy and so do you need something to, to bar the one guy? I mean a, a bright pink building would not be my 
first choice, but... But, I, but if I'm a business owner and I'm trying to draw attention to my business... It's one way to do it. Uh, by the way, they are a Mexican restaurant and bakery, uh, and according to their Facebook page, offer some pretty odd options. Okay. What do you mean by odd options? What does that mean? One of their photos... And, which, by the way, and, and we should point out, Liberal is a very heavily immigrant... Uh, city in southwestern Kansas. It, it is very agricultured, uh, and they rely on a lot of um, help from people who are here from Mexico. So it does not okay. surprise me that this is a Mexican restaurant, and I'm sure, sure. they have plenty. Uh, many of their photos highlight a uh, inappropriately shaped donut that they sell. Oh. <laughs> uh, Would it be a long john? <laughs> it is similar in shape. Wait. To a long we have a john. problem uh-huh. with the paint on the exterior of the building, but not the phallic donuts. Donut. Got it. Okay. Got yep. it. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, Sam, tell us about the movie The Holdovers. Okay, so I was flipping through. I can't remember what streaming service it was on, but we were flipping through, and, of course, we saw the Oscar nods yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and so I saw Holdovers, and I figured, why not? Let's give it a shot. I was not expecting it to be a Christmas movie, so when you sit down to watch it, just so you know, uh, it is about Christmas. Uh, okay. It's about... Kids at a boarding school who get held over for Christmas. They don't get to go home for whatever reason. Oh. Um, I don't want to give anything away, so I will simply say that the writing was basic. Uh, okay. Granted, it was about high school students, so that might fit for the storyline, but once it all wrapped together, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I would not say run, do not walk, but I think that I will be watching it again come next Christmas. And it's called The Holdovers. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a movie. It's not a series. Correct? It is a it's movie. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is amazing. Uh, he is up for best actor for okay. his performance. Uh, and then the writing is also up for best writing. But you said it, what, the writing wasn't that good. You said it was pretty basic. Well, the dialogue itself, uh, the storyline, once it all wrapped together, was worth it. I could see why your mom couldn't get through it, Dana, because uh, yeah. it was pretty slow. She was like, but, get to the point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Once it all wrapped together and you realize the, you know, the under underlying meanings of things, it was a, a it. pretty tearjerker movie. Got it. Okay, uh, I'm it, gonna watch it. it she's it just sh- she's just impatient as she's getting into her retirement years. Uh, you can rent or buy it on Prime, or you can stream it on Peacock. It must have been Peacock where we saw it. Yeah. Okay. So it's if I go home tonight and I sit down for two hours and however many minutes. It's slow in the beginning, and it will pull on your feelings about halfway through and toward the end. Maybe, Scott, you could paint while you were watching the holdovers. Maybe I could. Don't get any tears on the page while you're painting. Uh, By the way, uh, dare I say, bold prediction coming here. Uh, The painting that you got me three weeks ago may be done tonight. We're that close. You're that close. We are that close. I mean, once you get I, those magnifying glasses, you're yeah. flying. I And then you're going to go back and try to fix some spots. I have a prediction that after you are completely finished, there will be this letdown of sadness, like, what do I do now? So as your friend, I am telling you, I know you better than anybody, I know. order your next one I'm now. Go, I'm going to. I'm Don't going to. Wait, I'm going to order then you're gonna, Yeah, you're going to have two days where you're roaming around, like, what do I do now? And, I, and you know. It'll take you another day to fix the spots and, you know, kind of make it the way you want it. And then you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go get this framed. And now I don't have anything to do. No, Order gonna, your next one now. How, how long did it take you when you ordered it to get it? Uh, t- three days, four days, something like that. Okay. Because yeah, get on we're, it. Next one we're doing, we're doing Stonehenge next. So It's a great idea. Um, really looking forward to it. But I, 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 I think we'll be done tonight. 
we're, we're mo- we, we are moving at, dare I say, breakneck speed. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I really am. We I'm are. We're killing it. We, I think it's great. I, no fewer than, I, and, and I counted it up last night, no fewer than 13 people have put their hand on that painting. I love it. Have everyone sign the back of it. That's so we will. cool. We are. We're going to. Definitely. 913-586-7798. Dana Wright, Sam Stevie Third. My name is Scott Parks. Hey, don't forget to check out the Dana Parks podcast anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to kmbz.com. All right, welcome back. Don't forget, every Friday at 5 o'clock, we do Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances. And this Friday, of course, will be no exception. A story here from the Kansas City Star. Blue Springs Police recently reported the discovery of illegal credit card skimmers on pumps Mm -hmm. at three different gas stations. Mm -hmm. These small devices can be installed over card readers to record unsuspecting credit card numbers and other personal information. This can then be used to steal money from your account or even commit identity theft. Uh, Quoting here from Blue Springs Sergeant Keegan Hughes, the skimmers are manufactured to have the same appearance of the legitimate card readers. When you insert your card, it will not interfere with the gas purchase, but it will obtain your card information. So kudos because one gas pumper figured it out and said, oh my gosh, there's a skimmer out here. One was found by a gas station employee, and then a third one was found when Blue Springs police started hearing about this and looking around, so he was checking local pumps. A third one was found by a police officer, but the first one was found by a customer. Mm-hmm. And, Scott, this can cause huge headaches once they, once they have your information. I have a friend who was in law enforcement and swiped on his way. I think it was Topeka. He was on his way to Topeka from Kansas City, and he said by the time he got to Lawrence— from Kansas City after gassing up, his card had already been used. So it's not like, you know, they wait a couple days to get all of the numbers. Mm -hmm. He got gas, hit I-70, and before he was even to Topeka or Lawrence or wherever he was going, he started getting, your card is being used at at Best Buy. And so they're getting your information in real time. Right. And And then using uh, it in real time. And using it in real time, the star reached out to law enforcement, including the FBI, and said, you know, what are you supposed to do? You, you, when you go to gas up, before you put your card on there, you have to tug on it. Excuse me? Every single time. And t- tug hard. Because if it's fake, it will come off. And if it's not, <laughs> it will stay. And so, uh, yes, that is a great tactic and what you are supposed to do. And so I'm telling you, it's been a while since I've gotten gas, but I used to always, and I would yank it. I mean, I'd be out there going, uh-uh, you ain't getting me, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think the customer that figured this out in Blue Springs, that's what they did. And it came off in their hand. <laughs> and then hopefully they can go back and look at surveillance and see if, you know, they catch the scammer on tape sticking it on there. And it's not just gas pumps, by the way. Nope. ATMs have them <laughs> and other point-of-sale terminals like parking pay stations. Uh, another great Any telltale sign point of sale. is if it is a shiny color, uh, it's probably not the one that's supposed to be there. It's a covering. It's that skimming covering because over time, it, the black plastic will fade. Mm. Uh, and so if the rest of the pump is faded black plastic and this is 
shiny, fresh, black plastic, it's probably okay. a skimmer. Okay, but what about like Hug an ATM? It. I'm trying to think what color are the ATM ones. Are they black? Uh, that I don't know. What what exactly am I supposed to be tugging on? The 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 slot where you put the card the in. The slot that you put your card in. And so you want me every time I go up to like pay for yeah. something, you it's want a me to rectangle. Tug, you want me to tug on it? Yes. And and if it comes off, hand it to the lady. Go, ha ha! Nice yeah. try, fakey fakey. If it comes off, tell police or tell the yeah. Sam, have you ever been working where someone came in and thought one of those was on there? Do you guys check yours every day? Uh, we check them as part of our pump cleaning process. So if Good. the person cleaning the pumps is doing their job diligently, they should be checked. You call that the Good. PCP, the pump that's cleaning right. process. That's it's exactly what that's called. Do your round of PCPs. I've never thought about this at an ATM, though. It says ATMs and any other point-of-sale terminals like parking pay stations. God. (sighs) I don't even know what I'm supposed to pull. Now, you can also, if you have Apple Pay or Android Pay uh, or Google Pay set up on your phone, most of the gas stations around town will support that, just the tap to pay on the pump. That cannot be skimmed. I've never done it. All right. I don't even have a tap to pay on my card. Well, you could do it on your phone as well. The FBI no also recommends, oh, God, there's more steps. The FBI also recommends pulling on the edges of the pin pad keyboard before entering your pin number what? to make a purchase or withdraw cash. Some scammers are now using keyboard overlays to record your pin number. See, I always pick credit, not debit, for that very reason. Well, and why does that even matter? They don't need to know your PIN number if they have all of the details of your card. Um, If you want to leave and go to an ATM, they do. Yeah, but I guess if you I have wanna, to try to pull out sh- cash. Yeah, but if I want to shop online, they, I don't. And then I just all go right. to town at Amazon.com. Uh, it also says, and I believe this, use extra caution in high-traffic tourist areas as these are common targets for these devices. Uh, 2024 will be a record-breaking year for retirement in the United States, Dana Wright. It's peak 65. That's exactly right. 2024 is peak 65. With an average... I've been telling you this for two years. I know you have. I. Hey, we're on the same team, friend. I know you've been telling me this. Uh, 11,000 Americans will retire every single day in 2024. Uh, approximately 4.1 million Americans are poised to turn 65 this year and every year through 2027, according to a new report from the Alliance for Lifetime Income, dubbed, dubbed by experts as Peak 65 or the Silver Tsunami. The figure the Silver Tsunami, I like that one better. <laughs> the, the figure represents the largest surge of retirement age Americans in the history of this country. Yeah, and we think Social Security is going to be completely... Um, solvent in the years to come that's why that's why they're saying by 2035 scott i think it'll pay i think they're saying 78 cents on the dollar Mm. because so many of the boomers and those right below them are retiring at the same time before us well the boomers and the people right below them yeah that's us and silver tsunami we're we're gonna lose our minds if if we're getting 78 cents on the dollar that we put in yep so that you could fund this ponzi scheme on america yep and, and let's be honest with what Social Security is. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's the world's biggest Ponzi scheme. It is a correct. gigantic Ponzi scheme. We're literally robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, mm-hmm. That's um, right. you know, I, I think this is why the smart, smart financial analyst people will tell you you have to diversify because it's. I think it's going to be a mess, Scott. I don't know how you fix it. 
but well, Scott, I, you got an email yesterday don't saying think it's going to be there in the same way for us as it is for those before. Well, us. but, they, but really in, in fairness, people have been saying that for decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were saying that back in the 90s. How long are we going to keep kicking this can down the road? And I'm not saying there's not a problem. I, I think there is. What I'm saying is I, I think America is really good at never disappointing people over the age of 65. And what America does is they just keep borrowing so that people like my mom and your parents don't vote against them. Well, when my mom and your parents are gone, God forbid, then it's and, us. and you and I move into their spot, uh, then the politicians of that day are going to do everything they can to not make us angry. Right, but I think you're forgetting the other problem. Our parents' generation saved, saved, saved in other ways, and we know statistically <clears throat> Gen X, Z, and after, not all of us, but a lot of us. Partially true. Have zero. I mean, there, there is a pretty substantial amount. They, they study this all the time that either doesn't have access to an employee-sponsored plan or for whatever reason they didn't used to opt in. Uh, and have zero. And so that's really the critical issue that's facing our generation, Scott, is like not only is the Social Security maybe not going to be there, it's also not enough on its own, period. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, if you have not saved in addition to that, our generation as a whole is screwed. But but, but I've said this a thousand times to Sunday, and I'm sure I've said this in front of you, but it's been years. If the federal government came to me right now and said, Mr. Parks, here is a piece of paper. You sign this piece of paper right here, okay? Yep. And we will not take any more Social Security withdrawals out of your paycheck. Yep. And you can invest it. And 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 I get to keep it and invest it however I want. However, when I turn 65, I am not allowed to go to the Social Security Administration and ask for any money. I would sign that piece of paper right now. The entire system would collapse because then they don't have your money to pay for those that are older That's than right. us. That's right. And then how many people would actually take that money, go buy a boat and a couple of cars and blow it, and then nobody has any money. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's 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 a complicated problem, but I don't think letting people just pull it all out is the answer. Well, but I'm not saying let me pull it There'd out. It'd be a run at Best Buy, and then we're no, all broke I, in I, 20 I'm, years. Dana, I'm not saying let me pull pull my money out. I'm saying I'm 52 years old, right? You can keep all the money I've ever given to Social Security. You can keep it all. Let me have the rest for the next 13 years. No way. And let me invest it myself. And I will never come to you and I will never ask for a dime. But I would sign would that piece. Why would you want to give up all the money you've already paid in? No. Because that's the very definition of entitlement. We are entitled to that money because we have paid it in. I, I'm entitled to my money. Let me have it. Let, instead of you taking it and giving it to everybody else. That's all I'm saying. It's a Ponzi scheme. They're taking my money and they're giving it to people who are 75, 73 yes, years old right now. On the promise that the young kids will give us their money. Right, right. <laughs> it's a mess, I'm it's telling you. When joke. they came up with that system, the average life expectancy in America was like 65 years old. Uh, it was actually And 60, now it's like 120. It was, you had, the you the had, math is not going to keep going and adding up, people. Uh, you had to get to 65 to get your Social Security benefits. The average life expectancy in America at the time was 63. You weren't even supposed to get your money. Well, now Americans are living 15, 20 years past that retirement age.
I mean, my mom's 78 years old. Well, we call it the silver tsunami. <laughs> silver tsunami. It's coming. It's going to blow the rest of us away. 913-586-7798. 586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Something we uh, normally don't do. We got into a conversation about Social Security. Uh, This is peak 65. That is what 2024 is. It is peak 65. This is the year where more Americans will reach the age of 65 than in any other year. Which silver is cool, tsunami. Which is the silver tsunami. That's right, Sam. That's right. Peak 65, the silver tsunami. Uh, Gary in Kansas City. Gary, good afternoon. Hello. Okay. Could I uh, uh, help you with the old age survivors and disability insurance, which Social Security, Social Security is? You keep saying it's a Ponzi scheme. You need to look up what Ponzi means. This is just an insurance policy. But it's for old age, it's for survivors, old age survivors insurance and disability policy. Uh, You put money in just like you put money into any kind of insurance policy, and they pay from people putting the money in, and they have an actuary table that they use, and they buy treasury bonds, which is what Social Security does, uh, just as the banks do. So if the banks fail, the Insurance companies fail, then maybe Social Security would fail, but they're not going to fail. I don't think they're going to fail either. The, 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 the reason I would disagree with you, though, that it's not an insurance policy and that it is a Ponzi scheme is that with an insurance policy, whether you're 22 or whether you're 62, everybody's paying in and anyone can benefit from the insurance. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. You have to have so many periods. Uh, like 40 periods before you can benefit from it. Um, it it's just not, it's, that's not the way it is. It's an insurance policy for the whole country and for all the people mm-hmm. in the country. And if you, if you got off of it and you didn't get your insurance, what if you got sick or what if you're uh, 25 years old and you got kids that are five or six years old and you die? Well, they paid them to go through college or at least that's a 20 something. I forget it. 24 maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. When you're talking about the 40, it's 40 credits that you need to have to withdraw it. I already have reached my 40 credits. I pulled up my Social Security Administration account a couple days ago. I've already reached those credits. 
I assure you, I cannot retire today. No, you cannot. Even if I wanted to. And we, we, we could, I, I've heard very top financial people say that it is the world's biggest Ponzi scheme. If you want to choose another uh, pyramid scheme, if you want to choose another term mm. for it, and, and, and here, where we are paying in for those before us, mm-hmm. and then we are hoping to reap the benefits for those from those after us, the fact of the matter is it's going to run out. It's on the Social Security's own website says, yeah. by 2035, the trust fund reserves will be depleted and taxpayer funds will only be able to cover 80% of scheduled benefits. That is straight from SSA.gov. Now, now, now if I may, Gary, and I, and I do this with respect, I, I disagree with you with respect. With an insurance company, for example, or an insurance policy, Dana, you're 22 years old. You're paying into the insurance policy at work. I'm mm-hmm. 52 years old. I'm paying into the insurance policy at work. Sam is 62. He's paying into the insurance policy at work. If you get hurt at 22, the money that has been pooled from Sam and me and from everybody else here at work will right. go to help pay for your medical expenses. Correct. Whereas but most people don't ever get in a car wreck, Scott. Right. And everyone ends up needing Social Security. Whereas with Social Security, the only people who get the benefits, unless you have disability, are the people who have reached a certain age. So a Ponzi scheme, and I did look up, Gary, before you called in, Uh, The definition of a Ponzi scheme, a Ponzi scheme is, quote, an investment fraud that pays existing investors with funds collected from new investors. That's exactly what it is. That is Social Security. You're paying people like my mother with money that is collected off the paychecks of people like Sam Stevie. My mother, and this is not an indictment on her or anybody else who is collecting Social Security at all. But the money that you're collecting as a 78-year-old woman in Shawnee or a 69-year-old man in Prairie Village is not the money that you put in when you were of working age. No. That's already paid for people who are dead. That's right. That money is gone. The money that you're getting is the money that Dana and I are putting in. That is a Ponzi scheme. I I don't think there's ever been any meaningful legislation to address this um, since the 1980s. 80s. I would have to go that back and look correct. at it. It was around 85. That is correct. It was during the Reagan administration, and they upped the age. Uh, they they upped it from, I believe, 65 to 67, if I'm not mistaken. But, Scott, you just made an interesting point a moment ago about the idea that the money that you are taking out is supposed to be the money that you were putting in. Yeah, that's cool. That doesn't even make sense when you factor in inflation. Right. So the money that I put in for Social Security— that's taken out of my check every every two weeks. That you started putting in when you were 18. Or mm-hmm. six, probably 16, yeah. I would guess. That money's gone. That, that, that It's not like they, they have at the SSA <clears throat> a little account that just says Scott Parks' Social Security retirement. And then when I retire at 65 or whenever I decide to retire and start drawing, uh, they don't just stick their hand into that little kitty and go, well, here's his $2,000 for March. That's he not was how it right, works. Scott, about um, young survivors and disability benefits, one-fifth of that pot, one-fifth of Social Security beneficiaries, promise, uh, pardon me, one-fifth of Social Security beneficiaries receive disability or young survivors benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's not all for retirees. A fifth of it is for young survivors, disabled workers and dependents, and then uh, retired workers, dependents, and aging widows. So, like, your, your father, who passed away, Scott, yeah. 
uh, theoretically his social security would kick or some of it to your mom, correct? Oh, I think sure. One I, of them I, goes away upon death, but you get to keep that. That's no, why you need uh, a finance no, person. She she gets his uh, yeah. military retirement benefits and his social security benefits. Yeah, survivor benefits. Yes. Uh, Frank in Overland Park. Frank, hi, welcome. Yeah, you've forgotten one thing. There are a lot of people that die before they ever reach that age. They've been contributing for years and years and years, and there is no survivor to pass that funds to. So like it a single stays person in the pot. Who dies? Like a single person who dies? Sure. Yeah. yeah no, no, it, it's a fair point. I think what Frank's talking about is say somebody, say like me, I'm 52 years old. I've been putting into the system. I'm not married. Uh, I don't have a spouse. And so if, all that if, money theoretically that you put in, someone is is getting use out of that money. Where in a narrow set of circumstances, you don't have a dependent to take your social security money. Right. Who would get uh, my did, survivor's benefits? Yeah. Yeah. Th- there are some cases though, because I've talked to people where this has happened, where a divorced spouse can take some benefit depending on how, I think you had to be married 10 years or something like that, where a divorced spouse can take some benefit. So it really needs to be, Scott, you are single, you've never been married, you don't have dependents. Mm-hmm. And, and my point is, it's such a narrow set of circumstances. Are there Americans that fall into that category? Yes, but far more Americans need it than people who end up dying in a plane crash and don't have a survivor right. taking the benefit. Real quick before we get to the break, Christy in Ozaki, you get the last word. Hello, Christy. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I mean, I can vividly see Al Gore at one of the presidential debates saying that our Social Security was supposed to be in a lockbox. And he kind of like drew a, a, a rectangle in the air and that the money that we put in is was supposed to uh, be in a fund that was gaining interest hmm. so that it was our money that we and were growing. pulling out. But Congress has raided that lockbox ever since it got there, because if it's there, Congress is going to use it. So, um, I mean, it, when it was originally set up, it was supposed to be a fund that you paid into, and it was not supposed to be touched by Congress. And, you know, it would, it would raise, uh, you know, it would, it would raise money on interest, you know, so that, you know, it would build wealth. And because the politicians that we've always had, if they've got money, they're going to spend it, even if it doesn't belong to them. Well, heck, what's, what's the point in collecting it if you're not going to spend it? She's right. My dad just said the but same it, thing, Scott. You know, that the, that the government exactly dipped right. into that lockbox to pay for other things. I, I distinctly remember, I, I, I believe she's correct with Al Gore. I believe it was in the 2000 election where he talked about setting up a Social Security lockbox. Where Sam's money goes into an account, your money goes into an account, my money goes into an account, and nobody can touch it. And until, it grows, and it grows, yeah, and it grows. Until we yeah. decide to pull it out. Yeah, but we need some money, so we'll just go ahead and slip <laughs> you an IOU. We'll get it to you later. Wars, don't you worry. Wars don't pay for themselves. We'll get it to you later. Come on now. <laughs> You'll die but first, I mean, whatever. Let, let, let's be honest, and, and with respect to the, the first caller, how, how you can consider it anything other than a Ponzi scheme. Uh would would require the suspension of disbelief. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it always was. 
We'll give you this money when you're 65. Oh, by the way, the average American dies at 63. That's a nice trick. How did that one even get past the goalie? That's a great question. I mean, surely back in 1930-whatever, 31 or whenever they created Social Security, they knew what the average life expectancy of a human being was, especially an American. Well, yeah, they, it got past the goalie because the whole intent was if you lived past the that working age or lived past when you were expected to die, uh, you were going to have trouble finding a job because of things like the Great Depression. Yeah, but, it was but, a it was a crutch. But you're gonna you're gonna make the argument, government, that you're gonna take money out of my paycheck every month yeah, that I'm likely never going to, and use. you're gonna give it back to me at an age where you think I'm gonna be dead. <laughs> yep. The odds are you're not going to get there. Well, where do I sign up? (laughs) I mean, give me a pen. I can't wait to make my first donation. Are you kidding me? How, How did this, when it passed in the 1930s, did America not revolt? Because everybody was freaking out. I mean, you're going to pull money out of my paycheck in the middle of a depression. In the middle of a depression, with the promise that you're going to give it back to me in 30 years. Okay. When I'm dead. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Uh, News with Dan Weinbaum is coming up. That'll be coming your way here in about a minute. Don't forget to check out our podcast, the Daniel Parks Podcast. Available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Uh, Just go to KMBZ.com. I said Dan's newscast is coming up in two minutes. I'm a liar. That's in 12 minutes. I'm a little early. Sorry. Jump the gun. Didn't mean to make you nervous. Sorry, I beg your pardon. News coming up at the top of the hour here on Dana and Parks. Uh, Reminder, gents, we are in uh, crunch time. We are now three weeks away from Valentine's Day. I'll remind you of a story that came out a year ago, a year ago. Oh, was that story old? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten worse year to year, though. This uh, still tracks. Uh, but it says here from uh, last year, Valentine's Day could be taking a loss as new findings from online reviews reveals participation in the love-driven holiday is low, with more than two in five of Americans, 41%, choosing not to participate in Valentine's Day this year at all, and another 23% saying they're not sure if they will. They don't know. We have no idea. Okay, the average spender from 2013 to 2023, it's kind of held steady, okay? Spent around $190. But keep in mind, that's going to include dinner. And flowers. About $190, okay? However, the average planned spending on gifts for friends, children, classmates, and teachers, and coworkers, and pets Hmm? has increased from $38 average to $52. Who is giving Valentine's crap to their coworkers, pets, friends? Who kids? no? Now kids classroom parties where you take in the chalk hearts and they make their little boxes in elementary school. Are you still allowed to do that? I think you are still allowed to do that. Oh, but I'm sorry if people come into the office bringing. I, I think that's weird. So I shouldn't bring the cards in. Not, not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It kind of weirded me out last year. Hmm. You know, just trying to share the love. You guys, the best meme on Twitter. <laughs> what? I shouldn't even say meme. It's not even a meme. It's a post 
was that everyone is saying, what is Travis going to do for Taylor for Valentine's Day? And he said he wants to make it special, but they're keeping it private. Like, he wants to go all out, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Chili's Bar and Grill tweeted that story and just said, what time you coming? (laughs) (laughs) What time you coming? (laughs) Taking Taylor to Chili's for a blooming onion. (laughs) You know, I I, I thought about this this morning. I don't know why I was thinking about Taylor and... Travis this morning, but I was. I pray to God it works because if if ever there's a day where we have to read the headline that they broke up, oh, this, it's not happening. This town's going to lose its mind. Those families are so excited; they they just all look so happy, and I'm thrilled. He could even take her to Chili's, and I wouldn't care. Well, maybe I would care for that. Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in two minutes. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name's Scott here on KMBZ. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 